Hello there, darlings. It is I, Poppy Merriweather. This week, the ladies are playing music from their childhoods that was fundamental to the formation of their personalities. Honestly, it explains a lot. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. <laughs> sound of the cuckoo, you know that it is time for the Clockwork Cabaret. Hooray! Hooray! I am Emmett Davenport. And I am Lady Addercop. And this week's episode is 1970s part two, but we have also decided to uh, delve into our our childhood, our <laughs> early childhood development, and play some of the music that we remembered as small wee ch- children. That's right. So we're... this is all 1970s stuff, but it's personal, <laughs> I feel like. So don't make fun of it, okay? Also heavily inspired by The Muppet Show. That's right, yeah. We we, we were, I mean, and I'm Sesame sure Street. this comes as a great surprise to our listeners that we were both super into The Muppets as children. Yes. And adults. Also, I had to listen to... Uh, free to be you and me a bazillion times. So anybody who is, whose parents were slightly countercultury, <laughs> old hippie people, Not they mine. probably had to also grow up hearing these this that music from there. Um, yeah, no, I have no idea. You, yes, no. no. Lady Addercup. I kept playing songs from it, and she kept like, going. I've never heard this. I don't in my know life. what this is. <laughs> Mr. Ducky, on the other hand, was like, I remember this. That's right. <laughs> I was like, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mr. Ducky had a childhood unlike yes. anyone else we know. Well, our, we, we share some mm. common. That's true. We do you, you share do, a do lot share of common... weird common threads that that is, is hard to believe. Yeah, because they're very upsetting. Yes, they are very upsetting. At least your your childhood does not involve party clowns. Mm, no, but it does involve a costumed lizard in a Volkswagen bug. <laughs> yeah, but that I am was, not joking. I know, but that was that was that was a fun. Oh no, it was a fun thing. It was a fun, adorable thing. It yes. was not a. This this was a family profession. Yes, there was not a family profession. Costumed creatures were and clowns were a family, a family, uh, a profession. With no, Mr. no, Ducky. my mother did have a mail order catalog company, um, at one point That's in the so in the seventies. That uh, so we had a lot of strange, um, handcrafted, uh, <laughs> toys and various other. Oh, sundry like, things that you know that to sell that, via the mail order catalog that smelled like lavender oil. Yes, and and, and, wood. and you know, birthing dolls, and Ragananda and the Heart with Wings doll with that came accompanied with a tape, and then there were like a bunch of. I had a sleeping bag that looked like a cat. 
Oh, that's we, pretty cool. You know, weird things because I, I, I was we were the testers yeah. of a lot of the stuff. So. My 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 dad ran a restaurant, so we were bussing tables. Yeah, yeah. See, true so, fact. So we've all I yeah. had a job before I was when I was in kindergarten. <laughs> Me and my brother did both. Yes. We yeah. bust the tables when my, in my dad's restaurant. We also went to a lot of craft fairs because my mom made uh, dolls. Creepy dolls? You know how I love creepy dolls. They're kind of creepy. I mean, all dolls are inherently creepy. She hand-sculpted. <laughs> she hand-sculpted dolls. Uh-huh. Most, a lot of them were fairy tale characters. Uh-huh. And then she also made a... We would have giant garbage bags full of... What she referred to as ugly babies. So they were just. They were basically like knockoff uh, cabbage patch dolls, oh, you know, the kinds no. where you would stitch their yes. faces, but it was fabric. Yes. But, but the first few that she made just turned out really ugly, and then she decided that she liked them that way. And then, that was so the, then it that became was the a gimmick. thing. That was the gimmick. And, and so she, Did she so, make them out of pantyhose? Like, did, did you not, ever... Not actual pantyhose. She she used uh, um, a nylon f- uh, fabric, so like it, was, it wasn't... like material. Yeah, but it wasn't It yeah, wasn't it was one of those. Yeah. Those and are scary. And she would stitch the faces, and then she would put some blush, and then a little curl and hats and stuff like that, and she would sell them. Yeah, no, it was a... And we would go to craft fairs, where I would man the table <laughs> with my little sister. Uh-huh. With and so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You wonder why we are the way we are. That's <laughs> That's just, right. This is why. My parents had children for labor, as far yeah. as I could tell. And uh, yours <laughs> had this traveling, bohemian esque well, yes. lifestyle. And we did live on an airship. I mean, it's essentially the steampunk version of living in a van down by the river and following the Grateful Dead. Yeah, we never did that. <laughs> Though we did go to the Hole in the Wall gang hideout when I was a th- when I was three. Did you did did you do this? Did you do the whole circuit? Like did in the summers? Did like because that's a thing, the craft fair circuit. Did, so did you go place to place or no? Just. We did. We, well, fairly local. Fairly okay. local. This was mostly in Maryland and uh, on the East Coast, mostly. So, so you so. weren't full on Rennies? No, no, no. And this this was by no means Ren Fairs. These were craft fairs. Well, there is there's a, a lot of crossover. There is. There's a lot of crossover with Rennies and craft fairs. Yes, And I is. say that with love in my heart because we know a lot of Rennies and they are... Universally and pretty and awesome. And it's not the same as Carney's. No, no, that That's was that was Mr. Duckey's yes, family. Mr. Duckey's family was Carney's. <laughs> they were they they were a little bit more sedentary than Carney's, yes. but they there was a lot of again a lot of crossover. Yes, he knew a lot of Carney's. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's uh, well, is... to be fair, in one of the places we lived, Carney's lived next door. <laughs> That does not surprise me. I am me. not kidding. <laughs> I know you're not. That's why I'm laughing. I just remember the day that they became carnies because they hadn't started out that way. They Well, no one... Oh, well, maybe some people start out as yeah, carnies. Yeah, it might be a family thing, you know. Yeah. And you just go into it. But no, the, the family next door to us, when we lived um, briefly in Vermont, there was uh, one day they weren't carnies, and the next day they were. Because there was a tilt-a-whirl was, in the back of Yes, exactly. <laughs> And uh, and the uh, daughter who I attended school with uh, 
basically rolled her eyes in in sheer disbelief that her her father and her brothers had gone off to to, to uh, gone off somewhere on a trip and then had come back with that had come back as carnies yes they had embraced and she was the incredibly carnies. embarrassed and i was like well i well, mean yeah in high school that's know, a hard it's it's a living uh, i guess so somebody's got to do it mr ducky used to get dropped off in the front of the school in his parents clown mobile yeah so there's that I yeah. Know, like, so, yeah on the level of uh yeah, so, social embarrassment yes informative years so all of these things has made this show possible <laughs> <laughs> this is why we do what we do this is because because, because of, of this. this because of this weird background that both of us have had growing yes. up i well yeah i you, mean yeah i was it was I was babysitting and working jobs before I was old enough to be out of. You had a you had a had appen- a job. You had an I appendectomy graduated. performed possibly by a veterinarian because you lived in Montana when you were a small child. Yes. So let us not forget. Yes. Oh yes, I don't think I've told that story on this, no. this show. Let us for- not forget. All right, my mother. It, to be fair to my mother, she swears, and and I'm not sure. No, no, the vet didn't perform the appendectomy. Oh, no, just... It was a physician's assistant, right. so not a doctor and not a surgeon. Right, uh, <laughs> but it might I, as well have been. I my question is because they gassed me. I remember right. I'm actually putting the gas mask on me and telling me to count backwards. My question was, who was the anesthesiologist? Mm, In a town that was so small that it did not have a hospital or a doctor on staff, who did they have that knew how to administer anesthesia? Any old buddy. My guess was the vet. (laughs) Because it was a very rural area. There were a lot of livestock in the area. One of my friends brought a sheep to class when I was in first grade. Yeah. For show and tell. A baby. It was like a lamb. It was a baby sheep. But... Uh, yeah, I was like, Mom was at the vet. The vet was the one that did it. Did like I'm the size of a golden retriever. It was the vet. She's like, it wasn't the vet. There wasn't an anesthesiologist. I'm like, where did that anesthesiologist come from? This town didn't have a fire department, let alone an anesthesiologist just hanging out. Yes, they just live. They just happen to live, live there. there. Yeah. No, there was an all volunteer, all volunteer fire department. So yeah. when the fire alarm went, people had to get up out of their homes and then go to the fire station and then get on the truck. Yes. Yeah, so hopefully the fire hadn't <laughs> spread, spread too much <laughs> by then. Um, but. Yes, it was. So my mom denies that it was the vet that gasped. Me, that's probably because she just suspicion. didn't know. You or they told know. her they had an anesthesiologist, yeah. but it was really just the vet. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> wouldn't be surprised at all. That that small town in Montana that I grew up in, fun fact, was mentioned in Jurassic Park, the book. No. Yeah. I had to reread that five times. I'm like, who knows where this town is? Apparently, Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton knows about Chodo, Montana. Because in addition to having a secret, quote unquote, this is all true, by the way, a secret, heavy quotes around secret, military base a few miles outside of town, there was also a giant dig a couple of miles out of town that was uh, for T-Rexes. Yeah. They found a bunch of T-Rexes nearby. They also really liked absinthe. Yes. 
and there were people that lived in cabins in the woods and only came into town once a week or once a month. And there were bats in the movie theater. That's very similar to places I lived in. So, yeah. <laughs> so, really, it's not real different. Yeah. It was, well, it was illegal absinthe. Somebody was brewing bathtub Oh, yeah. Somebody was. Because it was during the time that it was illegal yeah, in America. Someone was making moonshine bath and absinthe. I don't know that I would trust Mount, Montana Mountain Man bathtub absinthe. I mean, I might. It's probably well. It I've had moonshine. It's pretty good. Well, <laughs> it wasn't the. It probably wasn't the kind that that. Well, because there's two different strains. I have no idea. And but, one of them has the has the THC right. in it, and the other, the other one, one doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. I, I I have no idea. Yeah, I, I just know. don't remember. It probably my, just grows there. My mom saying, "Oh yeah, no, everybody drank absinthe, like bathtub absinthe," and I'm like, "That's just so weird." What? Mm-hmm. If you need your absinthe, I guess that's I where guess to go. Go to the hills of Montana, but watch out for dinosaurs and racists. Yeah, that was the other problem. <laughs> we didn't live long there. No. <laughs> My uncle still lives there. Well, there you go. He yeah. liked it. Um, he liked all that bathtub absinthe. <laughs> that probably says more about him than it does about you. <laughs> <laughs> One would hope. Or maybe not. I mean, I do like absinthe. I come by it honest. <laughs> oh, and uh, well, there was a little bit of a family history. Yeah, there you go. These are, these are all true facts. True None of facts. this has been exaggerated for no. the podcast. No, sadly, no. No, that's why I have a an appendix scar longer than my middle finger. Is, like six inches yeah, long. Yeah, it is way bigger than I, ex- I than than I expect most. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, scars. the appendix is only a couple yeah. of centimeters, so uh, unless it was incredibly inflamed. No, I didn't have appendicitis. It turns out. Oh, I had I had something that I don't remember what disease I actually had, but its symptoms mimic appendicitis. Uh, and at the time, the only time to determine whether it was this or appendicitis was to remove the appendicitis right. or the appendix. appendix yeah. Because if it was inflamed, appendicitis. If right. it's not inflamed, it's this other thing, uh, some kind of bacterial infection. Ah. Uh, and yeah, no, they took out. They took it out anyway. Well, yeah, because once they're they in there, <laughs> once they're in there, they might as well take it. Yes, I, I have a theory that the that he wasn't quite sure where it was. <laughs> yeah. Like opened up a little. Oh no, don't see anything. Oh no, no, not there. Keep going, I guess. <laughs> Just kept going until he found it. Yeah. Now they go in through your belly button. You get no scar. You get no nothing. Aw. that's just they unfair. suck it up with like a tiny little vacuum. It just seems unfair. I have a story. Yeah, we'll see. And a super gnarly ap- appendix scar that yeah. kept me from being an astronaut. Oh, I was like, for a second, I was like, like why? Because you don't have an appendix? No, because no, it's because of the scars. Have any yeah, mer- surgery, major yes. surgery, surgical scars. Yes, because it supposedly the, the G force, the G force will rip open. it open. No matter how old it is. At least that's what they told yes. us when yeah. we went to Na- like NASA. Yeah, supposedly. But have they? Do they have proof? I don't want to know. I don't want to yes. know. I, I don't want to know. I would kind of imagine yes. Probably. I don't want to know. 
I don't want to know. And on that, <laughs> no, please don't tell us. Please don't tell us. If you know, don't tell don't, us. We don't want. We want to live in ignorance. Yeah, I do. There are some things that I want to live in ignorance about, and that is one of them. Maybe so, those astronauts were just jerks. Maybe they were like, "No, you can't go into space, kid." Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, I would hope that that our spaceships have improved. Enough that oh, maybe not, it's, it's not the, a problem. No, it's the it's the G forces. Oh yeah. yeah, from the going up. Yeah, and from breaking through the atmosphere. So yeah. like you can't. They haven't found a way to counteract that. That's still <gasps> that the means same. I could be an astronaut. You could be an astronaut if it wasn't for my horrible, horrible motion sickness. You could be the world's pukiest astronaut. And true, and my claustrophobia. You would be the world's worst astronaut. And my and my stark needing to drive everywhere, <laughs> my control freak yeah, nature. Yeah, none of these. None of sounding real. Like I'm, I don't no, think Houston or not. Orlando is going to be knock, or Cape no. Canaveral is going to be knocking on your door anytime soon. No, but SpaceX, man, I will go. No, I'm not. Just kidding. I don't want to go to space. <laughs> I'm like, on you you have no. I have a hard enough time being on the airship and I live there. I don't think yeah, let's 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 stay in the atmosphere. Let's okay. stay where All there's right. oxygen. That's true. That's a good that's a good point. Alright. On that note, let us let us play some music. Tired or something? Okay, ladies only. He's a rambling guy. Oh, Lord. Okay, now I'm in. Rambling, rambling, rambling. Okay, this half of the room. Okay, now this half. Beautiful. There's two fifths of the room. Now there's three fifths. Okay, two sevenths, five sevenths. Okay. In Chinese now. Mongol, Mongol, Mongol. Said he, 
to me. Now let me see if I have heard you right. You'd like to go tomorrow and return tomorrow night. You should have gone tomorrow, yesterday and back today. For the train that goes tomorrow is a mile upon its way. If you had gone tomorrow, yesterday, now don't you see? You could have gone tomorrow and returned today at three. For the train today, tomorrow, if the schedule is right. Today it gets tomorrow and returns tomorrow night. Said I, I'd like to go tomorrow, so can I go today? And get tomorrow by tonight if there is no delay. Well, well, I said to him, and I've got no more to say. Can you get anywhere tomorrow and get back again today? Said I, I guess you know it all, but kindly let me say. How can I get tomorrow if I leave this town today? Said he, you cannot go tomorrow anymore today. For the train that goes tomorrow is a mile upon its way. I was so disappointed, I was mad enough to swear. The train had gone tomorrow and it left me standing there. The man was right in telling me, you are a howling jay. You cannot go tomorrow. Well, I guess in town I'll stay. I don't get it. Your dog and the doubles on sex. Doubles on sex. 
it's smoking, it's a friend, it's a companion, it's the only product you will ever need. Follow these easy assembly instructions, it never needs ironing. Well, it takes weights off hips, bust thighs, chin, midriff, gives you dandruff, and it finds you a job. It is a job. And it strips the phone company, free tapes, and trial exchange. And it gives you denture, brethren. And you know it's a friend, and it's a companion, and it gets rid of your traveler's checks. It's new, it's improved, it's old-fashioned. Well, it takes care of business, never needs binding, never needs binding, never needs binding. Gets rid of blackheads, heartbreak, and psoriasis. Christ, you don't know the meaning of heartbreak, buddy. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Because it's effective, it's defective. It creates household odors, it disinfects, it sanitizes for your protection. It gives you an erection, it wins the election. Why put up with painful corns any longer? It's a redeemable coupon, no obligation, no salesman will visit your home. We got a jackpot, jackpot, jackpot. Prizes, 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 all were guaranteed. How do we do it? 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 We need your business. We're going out of business. We'll give you the business. Get on the business and the all. Going out of business, say we'll receive all. Free brochure. Free brochure. Read the easy to follow. Assembly instructions. Batteries not included. Send before midnight tomorrow. Terms available. Step right up. Step right up. Zip rider. You got it, buddy. A large sprint giveth and a small print taketh away. Zip rider. You can zip rider. You can zip rider. Come on, zip rider. That's Tom Waits with Step Right Up. Yes, that song is from the 70s. Before that, we had the Muppet Folk Band with Two Morrow. And starting off our set was Steve Martin with Ramblin' Apostrophe Man. I first heard Tom Waits when I was a wee child. A wee child. A wee child. A wee. And it was... A wee, Babin. It was uh, his version of Somewhere from West Side Story, uh... That he covered off of, I believe it's off of the album My Blue Valentine, uh-huh. Blue or Blue Valentine, and uh, I, honest to goodness, because I was a small child, <laughs> thought he was... You You had your own Earth, Wind, and Fire I did. Moment, I thought he was or an... Or Creedence Clearwater yeah, I thought he was an 80-year-old black man. I was yeah. shocked. I was shocked to discover that the young 20 something or 30 something white dude that's on the on the back cover of the of the album was actually him. Yeah, I, just, I thought it was just somebody they had used. Artful I image, just thought yeah. they had used him for the for the cover of yeah. the album and I had no idea and I was I I think it wasn't until uh Dracula 
the nineties oh, Dracula right. or something like that, where I finally because he was Renfield. Yeah, yeah, where I put two and two together and realized that that guy Tom Waits was the same Tom Waits that I had been forced to listen to throughout my childhood. Yeah, I don't think and I was, realized that was the same guy and either. It was very weird because uh-huh. he says something or he does something that I'm going, wait, what? Who is that guy? And and my and I just remember my father saying that's Tom Waits, and I went. Like the what? Like the musician? And he was like, yes, that's the musician. Why is he in this movie? Why is that? And what? What? Wait, what? And I'm very confused. It's st- And why is he white? Yes, that was not what I was expecting. Yep. Yeah, See, so you had your own Creedence Clearwater Revival was... moment. Like, who are these white guys? Yes, I share that with you so that you... <laughs> So that you can feel, you know. Yeah, there we go. That, I, feel, I feel a little bit better. We've all made those mistakes. That's right. It's completely normal, I think. Where you, well, I mean, you hear music. The it's it's kind of like the stories where you hear songs and you sit and you sing the lyrics incorrectly because you have right. heard them sung. The, like that's what you think they've been saying all the whole time. And yeah. Then don't you, go around tonight. There's yeah. a bath, but, but there's a bathroom on the right. Yes. Yeah. It's a, or who's yeah. their letter or. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix, excuse Jimmy me. Hendrix, excuse me while I kiss, kiss this guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Who's... Pride, everybody. Yes. <laughs> From Jimi Hendrix. That's completely fine. And with that, I'm just going to play some more music because I can't pop that. What? Yes, come in. Uh, who's there? What? Uh. Where's that careless chamber maid? What you do with my razor blade? Jimmy's placed it on my face, but it's got to be found. Ask her when she clean my room. What you did with my perfume I can't lose it I got to use it Lulu's back in town Got to get my old tuxedo press Got the soul button on my vest Cause tonight I got to look my best Lulu's back in town Got to find a half a buck somewhere Try my shoes and slick my hair Get a fresh boot and L Lulu's back in town you can tell all your pets, all your blondes and brunettes. We lip up Well, I just won't be around. Tell the mailman not to call. I won't be back until the fall. Better get back at all. back in town. You can tell all your pets, I blondes and brunettes. Well, I just won't be around. Well, tell the man, man, not to call. I won't be back until the fall. Better get back at all calls. Lulu's back in town. Lulu's back in town. Lulu's back in town.
Bonnie Raitt with Sugar Mama. Before that, we had Ricky Lee Jones with Danny's All-Star Joint. And starting off our set was another white guy, Leon Redbone, with Lulu's Back in Town. Which is an old standard. It's an yeah, no, old it's a, song. It's an old, like, yeah. it's an old, old song. Yeah, and in, in this period of 1970s, a bunch of new young musicians were coming out that had were very very inspired by the underground jazz movement yeah. of the 1930s and 1920s and 30s and 40s and so this this whole thing comes back basically it comes back around well, and yeah, all and of that same your, style of music your tom waits yeah. and, and and your muppets a yeah. lot of the muppet songs and routines were vaudeville songs yeah. that were in public domain yeah and that's one of the things where it's like look Look, our darling steampunks, there is a rhyme and reason to what we were, what we've been doing this whole time. <laughs> Little did you know, this was a plan all along. There was, unlike our other plans. Well, you know, unlike normal. Yes, but this time there we had a plan. plan. Oh. We had, and we were so proud. Yes, and so, we still are so proud. Yes, we're very proud. I've been enjoying all of this. We no, it's been found fun. a bunch of music that has been sitting on our shelves forever. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. It's been nice to revisit some things we haven't listened yeah. to in a while, or like maybe like haven't thought about in a yeah. while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here, you know, and then childhood music. Surely. 
Leo Sayer with The Show Must Go On. Before that, we had Leon Russell with Sweet Emily. And starting off our set was Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem with Can You Picture That? And now, a word from our sponsor. You know, there are times when we happen to be just sitting there quietly watching TV when the program we're watching will stop for a while and suddenly someone appears with a smile and starts to show us how terribly urgent it is to buy some brand of detergent or soap or cleanser or cleaner or powder or paste or wax or bleach to help with the housework. Now, most of the time, it's a lady we see who's doing the housework on TV. She's cheerfully scouring a skillet or two Or she's polishing pots till they gleam like new, or she's scrubbing the tub, or she's mopping the floors, or she's wiping the stains from the walls and the doors, and she's washing the windows, the dishes, the clothes, or waxing the furniture till it just glows, or cleaning the fridge or the stove or the sink with a lighthearted smile and a friendly wink, and she's doing her best to make us think that her soap or detergent or cleanser or cleaner or powder or paste or wax or bleach is the best kind of soap or detergent or cleanser or cleaner or powder or paste or wax or bleach that there is in the whole wide world. And maybe it is and maybe it isn't. And maybe it does what they say it will do. But I'll tell you one thing I know is true. The lady we see when we're watching TV, the lady who smiles, as she scours or scrubs or rubs or washes or wipes or mops or dusts or cleans, or whatever she does on our TV screens, that lady is smiling because she's an actress and she's earning money for learning those speeches that mention those wonderful soaps and detergents and cleansers and cleaners and powders and pastes and waxes and bleaches. So... The very next time you happen to be just sitting there quietly watching TV and you see some nice lady who smiles as she scours or scrubs or rubs or washes or wipes or mops or dusts or cleans, remember, nobody smiles doing housework but those ladies you see on TV. Your mommy hates housework. Your daddy hates housework. I hate housework too. And when you grow up, so will you. Because even if the soap or detergent or cleanser or cleaner or powder or paste or wax or bleach that you use is the very best one, housework is just no fun. Children, when you have a house of your own, make sure when there's housework to do that you don't have to do it alone. Little boys, little girls, when you're big husbands and wives, If you want all the days of your lives to seem sunny as summer weather, make sure when there's housework to do that you do it together.
And if you would like to sponsor this show, you can simply by emailing us at clockworkcabaret at gmail.com with the word advert in the subject line. In the town where I was born lived a man who sailed to sea and he told us of his life in the land of submarines. So we sailed unto the sun till we found the sea of green and we lived beneath the waves in our yellow submarine. Yeah.
That's the Electric Light Orchestra with Mr. Blue Sky. Before that, we had Elton John with Crocodile Rock. And starting off our set was a song technically from the 60s, The Beatles with Yellow Submarine. The reason why we decided to put it in the 70s, though, was because that was when Little Miss Baby Lady Addercup listened to that album and thought it was a children's album. I really, I did not realize that that was a song, that that was an album released by a real band that wasn't like (laughs) focused at kids. Yeah, well. (laughs) You know, I was like, yeah, this, we all live in a yellow submarine, octopus garden, I'm here for it. That's right. It was a very, yes, I sang that song a lot growing up. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And I think that I thought like the 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 cartoon, the accompanying yeah. cartoon. Uh, I also think thought that I believe as a child that that was aimed at children because it was bright and there was yeah. fun colors and, and there were songs. There were songs and yeah. the designs of the characters. Quite honestly, looked like a lot of children's entertainment from the seventies. Yeah, you especially know, looking oh. at you, banana splits. Yeah. <laughs> also, there was a cartoon on Nickelodeon that I loved. It will be a in the. Uh, in the 80s, but it had a very 1970s feel to it, and it was called, like, The Sun Beneath the Sea, something, somebody's name, I can't remember, and The Sun Beneath the Sea, and it was a French cartoon, and it had a very, the art looked very psychedelic, it was very similar in design to the the animation of Yellow Submarine. As a child, you don't realize that that's supposed to be a drug reference. You just think bright colors, fun, like, loosey-goosey artwork. That's Spartacus. Spartacus Spartacus. and the sun beneath the sea. That's what it was called. Not related to to Spartacus of Greek mythology. Not related at all. Not related at all. I I never saw Spartacus and the sun beneath the sea. You would have liked it. We did not have cable. I didn't either. (laughs) I only saw it when I was over at friends' houses. We uh, we watched Fraggles when we were over at friends' houses. Oh, that's yes. also in the eighties. Yes, we'll that's get more we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get to there. Fraggles. We'll get there. And now some more music.
evening. You look like you could use a drink. Yeah, I'd like a grasshopper, please. Hey, can we have a grasshopper for the frog? Uh, that, that's Kermit, Kermit the Frog. Oh, Ralph, Ralph the dog here. Pleased to meet you. I'm no hyphens, but I get by. Let me guess. Broken heart, right? Does it show? Listen, when you've been tickling the ivories as long as I have, you've seen a broken heart for every drop of rain, a shattered dream for every falling star. Exactly. She just walked out on me. Yeah, typical. That's why I live alone. You do, huh? You bet. I finish work, I go home, Read a book, have a couple of beers, take myself for a walk, and go to bed. Nice and simple. Stay away from women. That's my motto. But I can't. Neither can I. That's my trouble. You can't live with them. You can't live without them. There's something irresistible-ish about them. We grin and bear it cause the nights are long. I hope that something better comes along. I see what you mean. It's no good complaining and pointless to holler. If she's a beauty, she'll get under your collar. She made a monkey out of old King Kong. I hope that something better comes along. Oh, but what could be better than a saucy Irish setter when puppy love comes on strong? Or a collie that's classy, all that he needs a lassie. A lover and wife gives you a new leash on life. Uh, oh, was that a new leash on life? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Two, three, four. I don't mean to scare you, my friend, but I bet you. Come Father's Day, the litter bug's gonna get ya. The urge is righteous, but the face is wrong. I hope that something better comes along. Still, it's fun when you're fetching and agree to see an etching that you keep at your lily pad. There is no solution, it's part of evolution. The bitter patter of souls, the little feet of tadpoles. Uh, tadpoles don't have feet. Oh, sorry about that. Two, three, four. There's no limitation to mixing and matching. Some get an itching for a critter they've been scratching. A skunk was badgered, the results were strong. I hope that something better, I hope that something better, I hope that something better comes along. When you see a guy that green have the blues that bad.
Simon with Kodachrome. Before that, we had Kermit and Rolf with I Hope Something Better Comes Along. And starting off our set was Fleetwood Mac with Thunder Only Happens When It's Raining. I I, I would like to point out <laughs> we've played some, that some pen, potential we've... steampunk after dark talk, but but that Kermit and, and a Rolf song uh once you unhear this, you will never be able to un. Uh, Once you hear, hear it, you'll never, you will be, never able be able to unhear, unhear it. it. Is that uh, Rolf and Rolf and Kermit are talking about sex? Yeah, I, we, I know we've played that in the song we on have. the show before, and I think we've discussed it then. But it's yes. a Muppet song about drinking, having sex, and casual misogyny. <laughs> yes. 
it's, times were different. The seventies were different. In I that just, the Muppets I, sang about as drinking a, and as a sex small and... child, I had no idea. Oh no! Actually, if 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 you you have access to it on a streaming site or if it's up on YouTube, I'm not yeah. sure. Watch that whole sequence in the restaurant oh, it's, well, it's, with Steve Martin. Yeah, it's and beautiful. It's it's, it's really, really funny. funny. It's, it's really really funny. Funnier as an adult, as an adult yes. than you remember it being as a child. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's actually a lot of a lot of that in a. One of, We've, we're ruining, ruining the Muppet movie. No, for no. One of my best friends actually got into a very prestigious Ivy League school for his entrance exam paper on the Muppet movie as a history of the Jewish people. <laughs> because... Because well, there was a whole, there's a whole, whole Nazi Holocaust, subplot. There's a, yeah, well, there's a whole genocide you of guys, the of the frogs. You guys forgot that there was a Nazi subplot, yes, didn't you? The hop- Mel Brooks shows up as a Nazi. Well, yes. Well, there's that, and also Colonel Hopper or whatever his Doc name is, Hopper. Doc, Doc Hopper. Hopper. He's he wants to eradicate all of the frogs. Well, he wants for to his, turn them into frogs, fro- legs, frog yeah. legs. But there's a whole thing about yeah. and there's a a, yeah. a a mad nazi and, scientist but because of the muppet movie one, one of my best friends got into a very prestigious ivy league school because it, of his 250 <laughs> word or less paper on the muppet movie yeah i i was quite impressed i read it i went i could see i could see how this I, I, works i passed an exam i got a perfect score on my essay on an exam uh, because my essay was about how Superman wasn't a sexist. Oh, well, see, the whole st- the whole yeah. thing was <laughs> write about a personal hero. I don't even like Superman that much, y'all. <laughs> I wrote about how I like Superman because he's not a sexist. Lois Lane is clearly the better reporter, <laughs> and yet he still saves her. <laughs> well, that's because he loves her, and well, it has and then, nothing to do with with him. Well, maybe. he's not. He's not a sexist. He's Superman not. is a is a is a good ally. I got a 10 well, out of 10. At least in the in our childhood. Who knows? In the way Who knows? Who knows what's going on in the Superman world now? And, I don't want to know. And as we and as we've proven, their childhood is not always how you remember it. No. Forgot there was a mad Nazi in, yes. in the Muppet movie, didn't you? Cuz I know I forgot and yes. then I rewatched it and went, "Oh." Yeah. Well, all right. There's there's a lot of things where and, that... and keep in mind this is the seventies. Yeah. World War Two just literally ended. Well, I mean a couple of decades ago, yes. but it's still within living yes. memory. Yeah, living memory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that, the, I feel like that's, that's why the it's of the kids going to yes. Oh, that's why it's coming back around because people have forgotten. Well, see, we need more Muppets. We do need more Muppets. With questionable content. <laughs> they tried no. that. Just they kidding. tried no, that with the new Muppet show. <laughs> no, let's not it did do, not go let's over. Let's not do that. Nobody wants to watch that. No I, one I wants watched that. it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, honestly. No. I don't... Yeah. I don't... I, I don't want that. You didn't want it. I did not want it. I couldn't watch it. I could. I saw a commercial for it and, and was very intrigued and was very excited. And then I... The more I thought about it, the more I went, you know what? I would like to keep my Muppets unsullied in my memory and leave it at Well, that. clearly they weren't as unsullied as you thought. No, no. <laughs> it was just a little subtle. 
It was subtle. It wasn't a little I know, it wasn't subtle. subtle. It's not really? subtle. Really? You think that was subtle? It's not subtle. I was just a stupid, naive kid. <laughs> yeah, you just didn't know what it meant. I didn't understand subtext. Or overt text. Or overt text. I was just like, oh, little that dog singing and playing the piano. Yeah, that's pretty much, ooh, puppets. Ooh. I like puppets. There we go. That's all I needed. Oh. I'm sure my the Davenport family therapist is going to have a great time after just, this episode. Just play this episode for them. <laughs> yes, here you go. It explains all of it. All right. Time for some more music. Oh, Oscar don't allow no sing-along singing here. Oscar don't allow no sing-along singing here.
That was Blondie with Call Me. Before that, we had the Jackson 5 with Rockin' Robin. And starting off our set was Big Bird, Company, David, Ernie, and Luis with Oscar Don't Allow. Oh, yes. And that brings us to the end of the 70s. That's right. And the show. And if you like this thing we do, this clockwork of cabarets, they can help support it. How can they do that, Emmett? You can go to our website, agonyauntstudios.com. Dot com. And follow us on all of our social media. <laughs> and just, I don't and know, go there. Go there. Just go there. Go there. You can uh, become a patron. Patron. Oh, God. I can't pa- even speak today. A patron. A patron on our patreon.com page. Or you can do a one-time donation via PayPal. And if money is not a thing that you have a lot of, because believe you me, we're all in that same boat, you can also... That's why we're asking you for money right now. Give a a really good review on iTunes or whatever podcast hosting site that you listen to us on. Uh, Four stars are awesome. Uh, That keeps us at the top of the list for any of the searches. This show is completely uh, self-funded by Lady Addercop and myself. And we don't know how to, how to advertise this. So <laughs> so if you can figure it out and tell, tell your friends. Friend. Yes, spread the word. That. that is the best way to do it. So, <laughs> we're, yeah, honestly, we're, uh, recommending us to somebody you think would enjoy the show is awesome. Yeah, That's word the, of mouth is the best it, way to get us out. It's the only way anybody ever finds us. Yes, because honestly, it's really hard to uh, to market the show because it's kind of not a... It's a, it's, we're genre expanding and a lot of the podcast sites like you to put yourself into one little box and yeah, that there's isn't a lot always, of and that, boxes we're ticking and then we, even when we get bored with those, we're expanding we, yeah, into we move things. into other there's ones. There's a little so. bit of vaudeville, there's kind of like a radio right. show, there's music, yeah, so. there's, yes, I don't, I don't, okay. Yeah, so it's a little hard to, to to uh describe us so if you can come up with a really good description feel free to pass that on to us because maybe we'll use it we'll use it we'll use that description and thank you to everybody who has reviewed us in the past week we got some really great ones and that was always makes us feel really good and thank you to all of our listeners that found us at con carolinas and came up and said hello and also danced at our party that was was lovely we saw a lot of friendly faces so appreciate that we got recognized and we did not know what to do yeah we We kind of froze and was like oh we get a little weird about it you know who we are yeah how why that's that's why we're on the radio Eyes went wide. Why? 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 I often have that look when people come up and go, "You're Emmett Davenport," and no, I go, not, "Why? Who's, Who? who's asking? What? Does she owe you money? You, is is it because she owes you money? Does she owe you money? It's usually my or what did she do wrong? Who's like? I, I actually know I'm not Lady Addercup. Yes, I've I, never heard of this Addercup person. We may and I possibly look very similar. Don't should not be arrested for any of her crimes no i mean what crimes crimes nobody mentioned crimes you mentioned crimes you sound guilty it's obviously your crimes obviously and you're trying to pass them off or shame but yes so if you if if you were there for any of that thank you and (laughs) and uh we appreciate it also if you are of the pagan 
variety and you are local, I will be DJing uh, a Fortinalia party on June 23rd at Arcana in Durham. North um, Carolina. It's not in North Durham, North Carolina. It's uh, the event starts at six, but music doesn't start until nine. And and it's not going to be dancey, but background music and cocktails and things like that. But if you are of that ilk and interested in that kind of stuff, that would be a cool place to go. Yeah. Oh, and the bar is cool, too. It's, they're raising money for the Triangle Pagan Alliance. And it's also a really good uh, LGBTQ-friendly bar. So supporting people like that is one of the things we like to do. That's so, right. Yes, that was a lot. That All was, right. That was a lot. That was a lot of shilling. Good that job. That was a... Thank you. Thank you. You're, You're welcome. Thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank, you, thank you. you. All right. And with that... <laughs> How are we ending this, you ask? Yes, I do ask. We're ending it with Alice Cooper and Billion Dollar Babies. Oh, Aww. excellent. Oh, it's adorable. And we'll see you all next week when we delve into the 80s. Uh-oh. Get your shoulder pads ready.
We've just discovered a very rare bit of audio from former Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Let's have a listen. I, Winston Churchill, wholeheartedly believe that the Clockwork Cabaret is the finest example of steampunk radio programming. Never before have I heard anything quite so marvellous, and I doubt I shall ever hear anything like it again. Calpurnia, continue on your journey, broadcasting your marvellous music, and sail on to glory! If you would like to find out more about this programme, Please check out clockworkcabaret.com or clockworkcabaret.podbean.com or follow us on Twitter at clockworkcabaret. That's C-L-O-C-K-W-R-K-Cabaret.